Hello, everyone. Yeah, good morning. It's such a privilege to be with you this morning. Uh, my name is Mushtaba. I'm from Iran. I'm married to my wife, Hannah. And uh, I've been in England for nine months. And England has taught me to work on my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> and this morning I was expecting a nice weather sun and yeah heat going to the next next to the beach or park uh, anyway but yeah I need to work it more <laughs> work on my expectation more anyway um, for me it is very amazing and one of my honors having my brothers and sisters all around the world and wherever I go, I have friends, I have brothers, I have sisters, I have a family. And in during that, I, I was a believer, and I, I've been a believer. Uh, I, I had this privilege to be a part of this family. Uh, it doesn't matter what is our background, it doesn't matter where we are from, uh, it doesn't matter uh, what color, what, what, what is our color scheme, doesn't matter what language we have, uh, it doesn't matter what culture we have, what, what country we are from, but it is very amazing and uh, wonderful that in Jesus, in Jesus' body, through one spirit, through one faith, we can gather together, we can have fellowship, we can uh, talk about our God, and we can uh, know Him and enjoy His presence. And this is my privilege. Some of my uh, family members, they, they are still Muslim, and whenever they hear that, for example, I. I've got friends in Sweden, I've got friends in America, I've got friends in England, in Germany, some Korean friends in Turkey, all around the Turkey. I've, I've got friends everywhere, I mean Christian friends. And they tell me, how can you find all these friends <laughs> all around the world? And uh, sometimes they need something, for example, ask me, asking me something, say, oh yeah, I've got friends in Sweden, I can call them and ask them about it. How how it possible? Say so yeah, th th these people are my family, my heavenly family, and it's such a like a treasure for me. And uh, when I got in England, before actually I got in England, I met Jess, and when I got in England, uh, we continued our relationship. And Hannah was really amazed by how God uh, working. Before I met Hannah, I met Jess from Seaford, and then I'm living in a heat field now. And Hannah said, it's very interesting. Before I met you, you met someone from Seaford. And then, it, then you came to England. So now I'm here talking <laughs> about Jesus to you. So it's, it's very amazing and such a treasure for us that being a part of this family, which is church. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, this more. Um, 
from this sentence in, in the creed that we believe in one holy uh, Catholic or universal uh, and apostolic church. And it's, it, every single part of this creed we have, it's very, very crucial for Christian faith. Uh, let me tell you something. This is my first time officially preaching on Sunday morning in England. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> I did some talks in uh, in different churches, sharing my testimony and story. But I didn't preach like this uh, professionally. So I need to do many stuff. Sorry if I. <laughs> yeah, I got confused. Normally, when I preach in Farsi, I'm nervous. Because I have this, I feel this responsibility to share the word of God with people, and uh, always I'm worried to not do it correctly or not do it in uh, in the best way. But in English, it's more harder. But we have the spirit of courage. We should be courageous, and uh, it doesn't matter how weak we are. We should just proclaim the word of God. We even with broken words or weak words. But anyway, at the end of the day, you can understand me. You will get it. You will be more, maybe stronger or <laughs> lose your faith. I hope it doesn't <laughs> happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we're going to talk about more about the, this sentence that we believe in holy, universal, and Catholic and ap apostolic church. But, before that, it's very important that we think about it, that what is our idea about church? What, what do you think about church? Uh, is church, church is a place that we're going there and worship God? P church is a place that God's presence is there or church is a place that we're going there and practice some religious actions and rituals. Church is somewhere that I've got this opportunity to go and do some spiritual stuff and just feeling close to God and God be pleased, pleased, pleased with me and God be happy with me or I just want to be a good person. I'm going to church. There is a holy man and proclaiming the <laughs> preaching the word of God they know these holy people knows God and they and they know God and they know the word of God and they preach the gospel to us to just hear some good words to be a good person in my country in my society in my family is that all 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 the purposes of this gathering being together in, in, in a place like here in church. What's our idea about church? Where is this meaning of church comes from? That in this creed we read, we believe in this holy universal church. It's very important. For some people, church is a place for wedding or funeral. When I see the churches in, in England, some places that is around the church is just lots of graves and it's just a place to bear the dead people 
And whenever I see the, these, play, these churches, it just reminds me of death, not life. <laughs> for church supposed to display the life, display the hope for people. People have this hope. If I b- bury my uh, dear family, dear friends in this ground, hopefully they go to heaven. But all of these ideas about church is not exactly what Bible and God wants for us. So, and also it's not a tradition that because my family used to go to church and they were Christian, I have to go to church. But church, the meaning of church is something deeper than this for us. And if we uh, go to book of Genesis, in the beginning we can find. I just want you to, to give you a... With what I'm going to, to say, I just want to give you a perspective of Christian, Christian faith, faithful about church. And uh, it's, it's very important. If we don't understand this, it's so difficult to understand everything we're doing in church and everything God wants us to do or wants to be in church. So the first verse of the Bible, I can find the concept of church. The first verse in the Bible. If we see it in Genesis 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the, the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's very interesting, the word of God in Hebrew. Uh, do you have it on your CD? Yeah. Your, uh, yeah, the, the, la- the original language, Hebrew, the word of God is Elohim, which is a plural name. Elohim is so difficult to, uh, that some of the words and some of the phrases in the Bible, which is, uh, I mean, in the original language, Hebrew, is so difficult to give a specific word, like a synonym word to that, uh, like the Hebrew word, like Elohim or like Shalom. You need to explain them. You need a paragraph to explain that, that word in Hebrew. Elohim is one of that words. But what the Elohim word uh, shows us is, is talking about a community. It's talking about a plu- uh, plurality. Is that, is that correct? That God is one. As we went through the Nicene uh, Greek talking about Trinity, the word of Elohim, talking about one God, but this God, has a community within himself. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And they have a perfect and uh, incomparable relationship together. It's, incre- it's, a, it's a pure relationship, pure love, pure kindness, pure communication, pure fellowship. It's, it's the perfect communication we can find in the whole creation and God who has this 
plurality and communica uh, communication within himself, he creates he creates a human being in his image. God is God of communica uh, communication and relationship, the God of Trinity, perfect community. He creates human beings in his image. Genesis 1:27. So God created man in his, in his own image. In, in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Sorry if I don't read it wrong, uh, correctly. But we see that God who had this community within himself, he created Adam and Eve, he created human beings in a community. God founded the first family. That family, they founded the first society. From the very beginning, we, are, we were in a communication with God. From the very beginning, we were in a communi uh, communication with other human beings. In this communication, in these relationships, we were reflecting the God's image, God's kindness, God's humility, God's fellowship. Everything about God, every everything, every features and char characteristic of God, we just find it in relationships. We don't find it anywhere else. If you be one person alone in an island, you say island, and there is no one else there. How can you show your love? How can you show your kindness? How can you show your forgiveness? How can you forgive someone when someone hasn't hurt you before, beforehand? So in communication, we can reflect God's nature. This is what God is from the very beginning. If we can say hello today to each other, if we can make relationship, if we can fail in love, if we can have children, it's just, just because God before within himself was community and he created us in his image. If God wasn't like this, we couldn't say hello to each other today. Even like having fun, playing game together. The other day, we played Settle of Catan with Jez and Martin and it was really enjoyable to beating them instead of Kata. They tried hard from, they, they just made a C4 team to beat me. I was, I, I'm really good at Settle of Kata board games. Yeah. And then try hard to beat me. But it was really, really enjoyable to beat them. And I won finally. Joking, Martin won. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, all of this is because God has created us in a community. This is our identity. As a follower of Jesus, as someone who is human being, who, who uh, is created in God's image, we have this identity, community identity. Some people going to church, when they're going to church, all the service, they're just thinking about themselves. 
they're just thinking about how they are close or far away from God. And what is the situation in the relationship of God? How's their life is going? I'm just coming here to receive a blessing and go. Just be a good person. But we have a community identity. We should care about them. From the very beginning, in the first verse in the Bible, God showed this truth. And in Matthew chapter 28, uh, uh, verse 19, when Jesus is talking about the Great Commission, he said, go and baptize people in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God Trinity. God who has this community within himself. Go and baptize people in this truth. They coming to this truth. They coming to this identity of community. Does that make sense to you? Which is this this identity, this community identity is uh, against the in, with the individualistic culture in West and in this world we have more strong. Uh, it's more strong in the in the West, having this individual identity. I say that what is true and what is wrong. I want to believe in anything I want. I can do anything I want. No one should tell me what should I do. What should I do? This is me who des decide to have to to uh, choose my lifestyle. And uh, even in church, some people going to church, they have some specific chairs. Some people, they they sit on that specific chair every single Sunday, and without saying hello to anyone or just a couple of people that they feel secure with them, just say hello to them and just leave the church and again the m normal life. There is no fellowship, there is no communication, there is no sharing. But God called us in church. In Pentecost we see this, that God called out the disciples in every language, all the nations were gathering in, the Pente in, in Pentecost in Jerusalem, and God, through the different languages, God through, uh, spoke to, uh, to all of these nations, and they spread in the whole world and from the south, from the north, from the west and east. They spread and they, 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 the gospel is scattered all around the world. And believers, shared everything they had. They sold their houses, their properties, and they shared everything we had. And there was a perfect picture of communication, what God wanted for his people. In John, uh, 1 John chapter 1, uh, 5 to 7, we see this. Believers who baptized in this truth, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God of communi uh, communication, uh, John described it like this. 
This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Now, John is saying, what is the light? But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleans us from all sin. There is like thousands of thousands verses that whenever he's talking about God, like this, that we have, there is a communication and we have to have this fellowship and communication together. We have to care about each other. We have to say hello to each other, in, especially in Sunday morning. We have to more aware from each other, from our weaknesses, our strengths. We have to know about each other. We have to practice this. I have to, if, if uh, it's difficult for me to say hello to my brothers and sisters on Sunday morning, I need to practice this. Just every Sunday, choose one person and say hello to that person. It doesn't need to say hello to the last person who said hello. Go and say hello to them. Introduce yourself. Sometimes in English culture, I found that if I talk too much to someone or be open to someone too much, it's like I'm a weird person. Why is this person just coming to me and say hello to me? Just <laughs> really open to me. <laughs> He's a bit weird. <laughs> we have a strong privacy. It's not that privacy is really good. Having a privacy is very good. Our diary is full of the uh, plans we have for ourselves. We had a life group, and uh, like 20s uh, life group. One of the members of this life group, she wasn't coming to this life group. We said, why are you not coming? We really miss you. She said, I have dart, uh, what was that, dart? Uh, this dart, uh, this sport, they're playing. I can't make it, this isn't my plan. So look, you can just cancel it. Come to the life group, be, be with us. As a church, as followers of Jesus, we need to be together. We need to cancel some of our uh, unimportant plans, but choose to being with each other, to choose to build and encourage and uh, push each other for what God wants us to be. Because if we don't find this identity that I'm not a person, only a person, that I, God is in relationship only with me, it, it, just, it, it, it just matters, my relationship with him. If, if I'm a good person, if I'm not doing anything wrong, if I'm going to church every Sunday, if I listen to some worship songs, if I read the Bible, if I just try to be an honest person, that's enough. It doesn't need to bother myself with other people. We need to be vulnerable if we want to live in church. If we, if we find this our identity, sometimes we are ready that the other people hurt us. 
But we know we find the real joy. We, we find the real peace. We find ourselves perfectly when we walk in this identity. Why? Because this church and relationships and communication in church make an opportunity and a place that God can dwell in us, in our relationships, in our weaknesses. If you don't go in a relationship with someone, your brothers and sisters, and they, they don't tell you something that you don't like, and you can't ba bear it, you can't find your weaknesses. And always this weakness hurts you in other aspects of your life. But when you find it, you express it to God, you confess it to God, and Holy Spirit, the spirit of love, kindness, humility, generos generosity, come dwell in your heart, help you and strengthen you to go and love your brothers and sisters. Not only love your brothers and sisters, love all the people around the world. So it is very important uh, that we, we participate in church, we care about church, about each other, because we are created in God's image. Amen? It's very important to practice it. Bible encourages us to practice this. Work hard. Work hard for practice your salvation. When Jesus died on the cross and solved the problem of sin, sin damaged, sin damaged this image uh, of our identity in communication. We see it, the songs of uh, Adam and Eve. What happened to them? Uh, what was their name? Cain and Abel. Cain killed Abel. It wasn't the plan of God. It, it wasn't the image of God. But there was a... The, the identity broke. The sin damaged their identity. They're supposed to be in this perfect relationship and reflect God and display God's love to, to the rest of the people. But it didn't happen. Sin uh, damaged people and our identity. But Jesus, again, solved this uh, this problem and he gave his spirit, the spirit of love, the spirit of kindness, the spirit of connection, relationship, fellowship, communication, so we can, we are able after that to have this perfect communication in church. In church, we practice this. God gathered people. The real meaning of uh, church is this, that God called different people from different group of people in one place give them a value who is Jesus that value is Jesus whatever Jesus was whatever Jesus did everything about Jesus a perfect human being all of us Jesus is the center of our gathering we encourage each other we build each other we about what Jesus is, who Jesus is, it's better to say who Jesus is, and what Jesus has done for us, encourage each other, build in love, 
and send out again, go to the world and shine the light of Jesus. We need to have this active communication and fellowship together. And it starts with, with one hello in the morning. Just say hello sometimes when it's difficult to uh, say hello or you are shy or you... There is lots of reason. It doesn't mean you, you don't want to say hello to someone. But you need to practice it. Make, make this fellowship with other people and walk into your identity. There is some... Uh, um, verses, we just want to finish this with these uh, passages. That it, Whatever I say, we can find it in these passages in Ephesians. But before that, I just briefly want to point to, to the names of church in the Bible uh, that mention that has mentioned names of church like family of God, nation of God, the body of Christ, the heavenly city of Jerusalem. All of these names, they're not like talking about individual. All of them talking about communication. I'm not a Christian like individual in relationship with God. If you are a Christian, you are a follower of Jesus. If you are a follower of Jesus, you are in relationship with the God of Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. If you are in relationship with this God of Trinity, God of communication, you, sh you have to reflect this belief. Our brother uh, said this um, about our life shows what we believe. And in John says, if we, ha we are walking in light, which is having this relationship with F Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we have fellowship together. And Jesus will come and cleanse us from our sins. Sins is the nature, is the, uh, the, this nature of sin is selfishness. And uh, yeah, this selfishness of, uh, sorry, the root of sin is selfishness. When Adam and Eve sinned with their selfishness, they, they just wanted to go out of this relationship with the, their creator. They said, from today, we, we want to be our own God. We decide what is true and what is wrong. We want to say what we want. We're not under your control anymore. You're not our Lord. You're not our God. Thank you for everything you have given us, this beautiful heaven and earth. But we're going to spend everything for ourselves. So they cut their relationship with God. And this is the nature of God, the, the nature of sin. And today, this is with us, selfishness. Everything about me, me, me. But in salvation... What Jesus has done on the cross for us, he wants to solve it. It's not about you anymore. It's about us. It's about church. It's about the gathering. You have to give. You have to share with other people. This is the real joy and satisfaction you will get only in giving, in sharing, 
being with other Christians and in one value, not only spend your time having fun. No, in building yourself in church, in, in your value, in your faith, in, in the principles of, of the Bible, what God uh, has given you to live like that. So it is very important. So all of these names, family of God, nation of God, the body of Christ, the heavenly city of Jerusalem, all of them just describes this communication that we have. As a family of God, we have uh, different brothers and sisters all around the world. As a nation of God, we have the same culture. We are from different group of, we, 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 we have the same culture. The body of Christ, there is different part in this body but all of us working for one body and all of us receive this order from one, uh, uh, from the head and the heavenly city of Jerusalem uh, that at the end in the book of Revelation we see all of us gathered together in this uh, city. Ephesians 2, uh, 15, 22, if we can read it. We finish with these passages. If uh, just, would you please yeah, read it for me? For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near, for through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Amen. So, and please, there is more. <laughs> uh, 3.14. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. This last bit we read together uh, again, 4, 10 to 13. But just notice that all of these passages and verses, it doesn't 
they don't talk about just your relationship individually with God. It's talking about all the saints, the family of God, the temple of God, that God comes and dwells in this temple when these people have this fellowship together. Mm. And our job is just to grow up in this love more and more. Um, this love is Jesus' character. It's just not like being nice to each other. It's not like this. It's about caring about each other. It's about to shaping this culture and to, to reflect Jesus. I have this picture in my, in my mind that thousands and thousands of people needed to prepare the way that one person come and show himself to all, uh, all people in the world. That was Jesus. Thousands and thousands of people worked hard that Jesus come. Mm. And then Jesus need millions and millions and millions of people to reflect him and to show him to the world. Through one person, it is impossible that Jesus show himself to, to other people. Mm. We need each other to reflect Jesus to the world. This is what I mean. We need each other. We can't do it by our strength, by our knowledge. Each one of us, with different talents that God has given us, with different uh, characters and different abilities, together we can reflect and display Jesus to the world. And we see it more here in 4, 10 to 13. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we are no longer to be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Amen, amen, amen. And this is exactly what the church means. The body of Christ, the family of God, that they gather together for one value. I just want to give you a testimony about how the fact of church and the truth uh, the, the truth about church really, really encouraged me in the, one of the most difficult uh, situation that I've, I, I, I was. When I was solitary in, uh, in solitary confinement because of my faith, I was arrested when I was 20 and once when I was 20 and once when I was 24 because of the... Uh, because having, having the house, secret house groups. So I was arrested by the intelligence service of the um, 
government in Iran. But one day in solitary confinement, when I was feeling really alone and desperate of the situation, I, and I just felt I'm, I am, no one is thinking about me anymore. When you are in solitary confinement, you, you feel this, uh, you, you, you feel this, that you are, you, you just feel that you are away from all the people in the world. It's like no one caring about you, no one, no one remembering you, because you are in such a pressure, being alone for a long time. So naturally, it just comes to you that no one is caring about you anymore. No one can help you anymore. But one day, when I was feeling really low and uh, I was really tired of the situation and feeling alone, I don't know why, I just say these words like Jesus said on the cross, that I, as, I, as I was praying, I said, Father, Father, why you have so, uh, forsaken me? And... And then I, when I said it, it was familiar to me. Said, oh, Jesus said that. It was about my emotions. And then, I don't know, yeah, it was like a picture. But mostly I just felt it. I saw a gathering of believers and saints. It was like in heaven. And Jesus was the center. And I felt a pure fellowship, a pure friendship, a pure love among these people, a pure kindness. And they were just talking to each other and laughing to each other and they really enjoying each other and like having the best fun with each other. And there wasn't any bad motivations. There wasn't any bad, like, uh, what you call it? Jealousy, uh, being envy, or just worry about your position, worry about anything else. There was such a peace between these people. And I felt it for one moment. I felt it for one moment. I, I really enjoyed it. I was, as I was praying in, like, in a depressed way, Suddenly a smile uh, came on my face. I just smiled and like enjoyed this moment just being with these people in this gathering. It's just such a deep uh, joy and peace. Jesus is the center. And that really, really encouraged me and lifted me up. This truth about church. This is the fact about church. And that day, they called me for interrogation. Even when they were interrogating me, this picture was in my mind, and I was feeling it, not just seeing it. I was feeling it. And it really make me, it strengthened me in being as, as they were interrogating me. So this is how the fact of and the truth of church can help us in this world. And I heard that, that God is telling me, you, you are belong to this place. You are belong to us. We are with you. You're not alone. 
And God really wants this for each single of us. And there is a picture I just want to show you and finish with this because I want you to pray for our sisters and brothers because we need to care not only about our church, local church, even all the churches around the world and persecuted church is a big part of our uh, church because persecuted church, they really, really, they like the fresh, the fresh, um, they, they re refreshment for us. They, they can encourage us in our faith, what we have. Some people like them, standing for their faith. A few days ago, these our sisters and brothers, during they had the meeting in house groups, secret house groups, they were arrested by intelligence service as well. So most of them are family from a family member, like I think these people, and this woman is like 60, 65, being in prison now, separate from their children, wife and husband being separate from each other, but still they're standing for their faith and express why they, they, they were arrested. Just because they, 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 they needed to be each other. They needed to gather each other. Why I was arrested in Iran, we just felt we need each other. We have to be each other. It's not even a choice for me uh, that I, I, I need to choose. Uh, I, I, I have to choose or I can choose to be with my brothers and sisters. This is my identity. I have to be. Uh, without them, I, do, I don't have uh, any identity. So they were arrested a few days ago. I want you to pray for them. And whenever I see them, I, again, I encourage that how important the church to me and how important this truth and I have to stand on it and care about my other sisters and brothers. Just practice, work hard, and just uh, read more about it and think about it, mediate about this truth, this identity that we have in Christ. Amen? Amen. So if you like, let's uh, stand and just have a response to God in, in prayer and Let's pray that Holy Spirit, the spirit of love, the spirit of fellowship, connection, the spirit of communication, the spirit who is in a, in a, in a best and perfect relationship with Father and Son, he comes and dwells in our heart in Jesus' name right now. He comes and revealed, as Paul prayed to the Father, that every family named by him to know this love more and more and more, this identity, this treasure, this truth about our faith. Father God, please come through your Holy Spirit, reveal to us this truth. And we, as we are going to take the bread and the wine, which is participating in your body, sharing our time, sharing our life, our weaknesses and our strength with the other people and just encourage and build your church and being built and encouraged by your church. In Jesus' name.
that we be able to reflect your image Father, Son, Holy Spirit in Jesus name I pray Amen